Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Welcome, friends, to another r slash malicious compliance video. Today we've got a great story of teaching your own kid a lesson. But first, a story from Plogan56. My friend's cousin complied with his cool family's demands. This happened a while back, maybe three or four years. My college friend told me about how his cousin basically screwed over his family by moving out when they told him to. Note, to make it easier to follow, I'm going to use fake names. Cousin is Jack. Cousin's sister is Tina. Cousin's parents are Bob and Mary. So Jack is roughly 28 and still living with his parents, but he pays their bills. Electric, water, internet, etc. And this is a big two-story house, so the bill is big too. His sister, 24, had left the house by then and gotten married to a guy that makes good money. She had taken credit for paying the bills and convinced Bob and Mary to kick him out because he's a shut-in loser because none of them understand his job. A bit of backstory on their parents. My friend tells me that they're like those stereotypical teens in those cliche high school movies. Basically, they look down on nerds and think people who study hard are uncool, that type of thing. Anyway, they kept that mentality even after growing up and having kids. So they always looked down on Jack for being nerdy and favoritized Tina because she was pretty and popular in high school. But apparently Jack didn't really care because his personal life had friends he cared about and he connected more with his relatives. So they all confront him and after badmouthing him about how he stays in his room mostly and how his sister, her husband and child need the space. They told him he has till the end of the month to leave. This was done close to the first week. Jack didn't say a word. He just nodded and left by the end of that week and moved three cities away to a city closer to his other relatives. Two months go by and his sister calls him asking why this month's bills weren't paid, as their lights and water have been shut off. He tells her she should have paid them since she was allegedly paying them before. About a week goes by and he gets a call from his parents explaining how his sister confessed to everything and how he can come back and have his old room back so long as he kept helping them pay the bills. He refused, saying he's enjoying living by himself now and how he can focus on his work more because he's away from them. Afterwards, he blocked their numbers and now they have to pay for it themselves. He doesn't know what happened after because they're no longer invited to family gatherings. Isn't it sad to see that not only can they be swayed and convinced to just kick Jack out like that, but the moment Jack stops paying for all of their stuff, they just outcast them from the family? Because Jack is no longer essentially that pay pig that covers all their living expenses, they essentially say, oh, okay, well then Jack's dead to us and don't even bother showing up to a family gathering. That's some real familial love, right? I think it goes without saying, but if your parents kick you out, Especially when you've been helping pay the bills. After that point, you owe them nothing, right? Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. Our next story is from Seesaw Mundane 5422 I don't pick up after you? Okay. So tonight at dinner, my 15-year-old son made a big deal of how nice it was to have the waitress using a crummer to clean off the breadcrumbs from the table, which was nice of him to notice. He really does try to be sweet and polite. 
I made a joke that, yeah, this is a lot like home where this guy called Dad does most of that for you. Like, I pick up 90% of the things after you. He said, no, you don't. At best, you do 60-40. So now I'm sticking to the roughly 60-40 ratio of picking up after him. Hey, dude, I need you to put away half of these shoes all you kids just kicked off instead of putting on the shoe stand. Hey, dude, see how you kids left these two blankets out on the couch and floor? I need you to fold one of them. Hey, dude, I need you to put away the soda cans you left by the PC in the living room. He lasted three minutes of this before cracking. Honestly, while growing up, God bless the parents who silently just did the background work and honestly probably don't get enough appreciation for all the small things that they do that just go unnoticed because it's easy to tune it out or just not see it. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Our next story is from Nuberino7, Hot Dogs and Carrots. In elementary school, we had a monthly hot dog day. Each month, a different class would be responsible to bring in snacks to be sold alongside the hot dogs and lunchtime as a way to fundraise. As a child, this was always an exciting time. We would often bring our spare change and load up on sweet treats licorice, chocolate bars, candy, etc. that our parents may not send in our regular lunches. I had attended the school since grade 4, and during my last year, a couple of new teachers arrived and decided that sweets wouldn't be allowed and that the snacks had to be healthy. After a couple of these healthy hot dog days, it was my class's turn for snacks. I convinced my classmates that we would all bring baby carrots in for our snacks with the intent that no kid would be interested in spending all of their money on carrots and they wouldn't get the money they'd hoped for. We did this to send a message that we wanted our candy back. On the day, most brought carrots. For any kid whose parents sent something different, we pulled our money and bought those snacks so they wouldn't make it out to the rest of school at lunchtime. The new teachers were not happy but my teacher applauded us for our non-violent protest. How do these teachers not understand that the biggest hustle you can do in school grounds is reselling candy? I think everybody knows at least somebody that in high school, middle school, they would bring candy in their backpack and they would sell one piece for $1. It was honestly a really good hustle, especially for like gum. Our next story is from Garcon3000, got a day off work. So in my job, I work 40 hours a week, but get paid 38 and then get a day off a month, which is paid aka ADO or accrued day off. I'm allowed in theory to decide what day to take. I like a Friday or a Monday, so it's a long weekend. It's Australia, very normal. So I work two roles and have two team leaders. The Friday leader won't let me take a Friday off. The Monday leader gets annoyed that I'm always taking Monday, so I don't take any. It's been months since I used accrued day off hours. If I take a day, I use annual leave time. I now have 41 hours accrued, which then causes issues with HR, who don't like more than 24 hours ADO accrued. Tuesday I get a phone call telling me I'm over hours. Would I like Friday off? You betcha! I think this is all about how much you enjoy the work, or how much you can tolerate the work, because I think if you can tolerate it so you can just build up and accrue all these hours off. I think it's pretty nice having that in your back pocket, and God forbid if something does happen, I mean, you've got an impressive amount of time off. You can just take a couple days, no worries whatsoever. This next story is from Big Z, Festival Drink Token Compliance. 
Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian-developed And it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. A couple of years ago, I was attending a music festival where you had to buy tokens in order to exchange them for drinks. They would charge you an additional token for the reusable cup they would serve the drink in, and to encourage people not to throw them anywhere, you could bring back the cups to get back money equivalent to one token. At the end of the day, I wanted to leave, but I still had about 10 tokens left. I went directly to the stand where they sold them to exchange them back into money. After a short queue, when it was my turn, I showed my 10 tokens and was told that they didn't exchange the tokens back into money, only the cups. I tried to argue with the person working there, but they told me it was definitely not possible. I told them that it was alright and that I'll be back in a minute. I then proceeded to the bar, asked for 10 empty cups in exchange for my 10 tokens. They looked at me strangely, but immediately agreed to the exchange. I then went back to the stand where they sold the tokens, especially choosing the same queue as I was in before, and after another short wait, I was in front of the same employee. They looked at me, I showed them the stack of 10 clean cups, they looked at the cups, then they looked back at me. Okay, here's your money. So apparently the exchange rate was about 2 euros for one token. So basically OP had 10 tokens which is roughly worth 20 euros and the only way to get that money back was to exchange them into cups. It's a weird currency hopping operation but hey, if you get your money back it's smart. You gotta love a good loophole like that. Our next story is from lots of bendy straws, screwing my parents over. As a soon to be college student, I got the amazing email this morning for choosing my move in time. Families can choose times from 7.30am to 1.30pm, with most families choosing the times after 12pm. This information is useful for the future. My parents, who are divorced, were talking, or fighting, about what time they should move me in. Neither of them could possibly agree on a time to move me in because both of them wanted to have it their way or the highway. 
Neither of my parents or their partners can go up the night before for an early time, and neither of them want to drive the three hours to my university in the morning. This fighting's been going on until an hour ago. I told them to stop fighting and to just choose a simple time. It's not that hard. I get told that I should just choose a time if I want to tell them what to do, so I did. On August 17th, I'll be moving into my dream school's dorm at 7.30am. I did indeed choose a time. Let's be real though, as much as it kinda sucks to head over there that early, it's probably the best time, because depending on the climate, it's gonna be cooler. Depending on where you're moving into and where you gotta go with all the furniture, it's bound to have much fewer people around. Basically, if you can move past being up that early in the morning and doing work that early in the morning, it's probably for the best. Our next story is from Longmain9097. You don't like my graduation video? Great, let me redo it for you and see. I graduated from high school this year. Big thing, obviously. Now, the thing is that I studied at an international school in Europe. So as you might imagine, it's a pretty small establishment with pretty small classes. To set the scene, my class, which was the largest to ever graduate in my school, was made up of 18 people in total. That's it. So, plainly said, we're a pretty tight-knit group, and have shared many memories together not only in high school, but some of us throughout middle school too. Hence why it's a tradition that someone makes a graduation video to commemorate all the years shared by the students throughout the years. Me, being the masochist that I am, decided to volunteer to make the video thinking, how hard can it be? It's just five minutes worth of video with photos and video. Boy, was I wrong. From the get-go, I asked my classmates if they could send me photos and videos, as well as asking if we could vote on a song that everyone would be happy with. Of all the people in my class, about three sent me what I'd asked them to, and pretty much nobody replied about this song. I tried pressuring them on the class group chat, but it was all in vain. At this point it was Thursday, the 2nd of June, and I had a pretty busy weekend ahead of me and the graduation ceremony was set to be the following Friday, the 10th, and the deadline for the video was Tuesday the 7th. So I got working. On Thursday I started drafting the structure of the video. I'm quite serious about video editing and wanted to get in some practice, so I decided to do things seriously. Then I had to stop because my 11-year-old cousin was visiting. So at this point, Thursday's gone by, and I now only have Friday and Saturday morning to work on it. Great. Friday, I took the photos I received from my classmates and found some older ones on my PC and yearbooks and school archive, then proceeded to transfer all these files on my computer and downloaded a song I thought was appropriate to put in the background, Rocket Man by Elton John. Then between late afternoon and 3 a.m., I proceeded to edit 90% of the video. Saturday morning, I wake up rather annoyed, jump in the car and keep editing for another two hours while I'm in the car with my family as we're driving to Milan to go to a concert. Finally, I'm done. I give it one last look, correct a few details here and there. It was excellent because me being the perfectionist masochist that I am, not only did I ensure to make the video a nice commemoration of my class's memories, no, I went above and beyond to have all the photos make sense chronologically, have it well balanced between photos and videos, have smooth transitions, and even have it be perfectly synced with the music. So I export the file, upload it to my Google Drive and share it with my classmates on WhatsApp. 
I wasn't expecting anything, especially because I could have decided not to send it to them in the first place and leave it at that, but let's say that I would have appreciated a thank you at the very least. Nope. All I got in return was people complaining about the video being too serious and not liking the music. That pissed me off slightly, but I was nice about it and asked them what they wanted changed. What I received in return was a series of requests including change the song and include more partying. Now you need to know that despite the small size of my class, there's still somehow an ever more tightly knit group within it that are pretty much the party animals who coincidentally were the ones who complained about the video being too serious. Good for them. I asked them if they wanted me to redo it. They said yes, so I complied, but you see, I had an ace up my sleeve. So Sunday night as I returned from Milan, after spending the day with my friend, who I hadn't seen for over a year, who also went to see the concert, I get home at about 1am and get back to work. I took the song that they wanted, and the photos and videos that they wanted, and just dumped them on the timeline and video editor. It absolutely sucked. It was absolutely random and featured only the party animals. There was no glimpse of me or of pretty much half the class in the entirety of the video. But hey, it took me just half an hour, and if that's what they wanted, then good for them. Now, obviously the video needs to be approved by the diploma program coordinator, and given that the second video I made featured quite a lot of drinking, partying, and literally only half the class, it got rejected immediately, as I had anticipated. So I told the coordinator that I'd also made another video, which was perhaps more appropriate for the occasion. So guess what was shown and got a standing ovation at the graduation ceremony? Obviously the original video I made, boom, like that. I think it's pretty clear that they just had their little group that they felt was more important than anything and needed to have its own feature. Somehow it just doesn't surprise me though that you go around to your classmates, show them this thing that you put so much effort into and polished, and those high school kids are like, well, it could have some more of this stuff, trying to insert honestly just some dumb opinions. I think it's the kind of feedback you get and you're like, man, I guess I could probably do something to that effect, but I don't know, it just kind of seems like awful input. And our final story of the day is from Magoy987, you're destroying my lawn. I live next door to a couple of high-functioning alcoholics living in a pretty big villa. Their screaming matches at night were legendary. This is relevant because it says something about their communication skills in scream first, think later attitudes. They hired a contractor to extend their concrete balcony. Two concrete columns were already constructed when they were putting in the beam. During or shortly after the pouring of the beam, the lady of the house wakes up hungover and at some point, she realizes that there's two jack posts that are holding up the beam while it's drying. Those were on some heavy footers that were on the grass lawn. So the yelling starts. How dare they destroy her grass like that? Get those jack posts out of there immediately. A discussion ensues and the contractor makes her sign something before removing the jack posts and the footings. The beam didn't collapse, but it's clearly V-shaped now. I mean, as long as that thing that they got them to sign waves them of any liability, I mean, sure, but man, if I was that contractor, I would not feel good leaving that up to something that clearly left that whole concrete slab unstable. 
But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another malicious compliance story that was way crazier than any of the ones in this video, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, check out the one on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.